This week, we've made a donation to Black Feminist Future. According to their website, Black Feminist Future is an initiative informed by the legacy of Black feminist organizing, grounded in the current pulse of movements, and located at the emergent need to amplify the power of Black feminist leaders, organizations, and movements for the 21st century. Black Feminist Future is a movement incubator that focuses on the dynamic possibilities of galvanizing the social and political power of Black feminisms as a blueprint for liberation. BFF intends to amplify and support the leadership and power of Black feminist leaders and increase the capacity and impact of Black feminist organizations and movements. We've included a link in the episode description to donate because we, like BFF, believe that Black women are inherently valuable. Previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. Professor Sprout and she'd uh-huh. be like, oh, honey, I get it. <laughs> Let me give you a diagram. Yeah. Here are some pads and tampons, dearie. <laughs> she, would, she would have all, she would have diva cups. She would have yes. organic tampons. All the options. She would have she would have the cute little like uterus heating pads that you can heat up, you know, for when you have Take cramps. Take each, this, each this yeah. special route a week before you begin your menstruation, darling. And, then <laughs> like, and this tea. She's got a charm for an IUD that'll just like <laughs> lodge itself in automatically. You know she gives the like birth control talk like in the common room with like a little diagram like Hufflepuff, Hufflepuffs are sex positive. Oh, it's like th- they say three sentences, and all of a sudden he's like, "Of course, I'm obliviating people. Are you yeah, out of your yeah. mind? I'm obviously a fraud. Didn't you know? Use your brain." <laughs> he's like so. He needs to tell someone so badly that he's a liar that it's just like bubbling out of him. I was yeah. like, "No, girl, no, no." I, I, she's just wailing. She's wailing in the UK. Yeah, yeah. can't hear over her sob. <laughs> over the- her sobs I- are the exact music of the score. I'm just picturing that music with her wailing. Welcome to another episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Hello, Allie. Hello, Ari. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Ari, how are you? (laughs) Just great. This week, we read chapter 17 called the heir of Slytherin. Allie, what happens in the chapter? Um, Harry destroys a horcrux. That's it? <laughs> you don't want to? I mean, I can give I think more, that's all that needs to like be said. Th- that's the most important thing that happens. Harry fights the basilisk and destroys a horcrux, and Ginny is okay. Okay, there you go. 
I just wanted the basilisk was destroyed as part of it. Okay. Well, In terms the basilisk of like, was defeated. I do really hate that, like, spoiler on the little illustration at the top yeah. of the chapter there. That's true. I don't have that. Okay. Well, <laughs> we know. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back <laughs> never. Because well, that wraps up this chapter. <laughs> Next week will be. That wraps up this chapter. series. <laughs> 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 Well, let's 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 jump on in, shall we? Um, so the chapter starts out, and Harry has like, I guess, officially entered the Chamber of Secrets. Everything up to that was like the antechamber or whatever. I don't know. I, <laughs> the lobby. The yeah. lobby. <laughs> there's a there's a receptionist <laughs> off to the side that he just walked the by, foyer. and she was like, "Excuse me, sir, sir, you can't go in there." Do you want a tea or? <laughs> Can I? I'm imagining. Anything? Oh gosh, what's her name? I'm imagining the. Medusa like monster from Monsters Inc. being like, Hi, honey, hello. With like all her snake Cecilia, yeah, with all her snakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Harry yeah, shaking yeah. head to foot. It's like, I just want to go in there, please. Because it even specified that. I didn't realize at the end of this previous chapter it specifies it specified Harry shaking all over. So he's literally like <laughs> As he's walking like twitching yeah. um, funny. so he's walking in and it says that he's he's ready to shut his eyes at the smallest m- movement i know we said it last time but i just want to reinforce what a stupid strategy this is it's so stupid it would just eat you stand and just shut your eyes <laughs> and then what i mean I, it's honestly it's dumb um so he walks in, he fully enters the chamber, and he sees a gigantic statue of Salazar Slytherin. And really, how typical of, like, an old racist man to have a gigantic <laughs> statue of himself. Of himself! Because it's him standing up, it, it I thought of not what they do in the movie, which is just, like, his head, basically, mm-hmm. is the statue. But, like, um, in Lord of the Rings, when they go by the... Um, the on the, when they're floating down the river yeah and the, the men are on the the kings the kings it's a little self-indulgent salazar a um, little a I lot don't know. can i can i can i just get to something and i sure i don't know when it is a good time to bring this up but i think okay. here's here's my issue with salazar slytherin and i would say an issue that i think is like dumb but i i, I whatever um so when he later in the chapter, when he ends up, when Tom Riddle, famously Voldemort, brings the basilisk out of the um, entrance to the, cha- I don't know, the, the I hidden know door about or whatever. Too. I don't know what Come you're going to say, but he says, he says the greatest of the Hogwarts four. Oh, yeah. okay. Never mind. And it just, I sat back for a moment and I was like, can we call a spade a spade? These people made a made a school. Like they just founded a school, guys. I just like they're not. It's not Merlin. It's not like Dumbledore. They're not like I. I just. It's so funny that all of this is like tied to like just somebody who started a school. I don't know. I just thought well, that was were, so. They were the four. Like they were the greatest witches and wizards of their time, and they said we need to educate the children. They said I believe the children are our future. <laughs> I believe the children are our future, so they can lead the way. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. that, this is what they said, and 
So that is a legacy. I feel like anybody that creates a school and like pioneers in that way. The thing I'm not saying that there should be a giant statue of them all, but I do think that it deserves some recognition that they decided because it changed it changed the way of life for wizards for the rest of time. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, yes, they were very smart. Um, I guess I just like it's just creating the school was like one of their many accomplishments. Like they And it's also all it's lived their school- own lives and then we're like let's all sc- come together and create this school. Yeah, and it's a school. It's not a university. It's a high school. <laughs> like they made a public high school. I just think it's very it's very funny when you like really strip away the like enormity of it all and just like pull it down to its simplest terms. I think it's very funny. The thing but it's also a book for children. So like, of course, children are, understand like school. So that is why it's like important or whatever. The thing that's funny to me is that y- th- this is the only high school in all of the UK, um, the only h- high school for wizards in all of the UK. So like, what was everyone doing before this happened? Like homeschooled? Were there like little schools spread out throughout the uk that the witches and wizards went to did their parents just teach them like when when did this the fact that this is the only school i'm like what what was going on before then we will never know (laughs) until she gives us an article on pottermore yeah i guess maybe yeah maybe there is already one and i just (laughs) don't care enough to read it it's the third Taylor Swift album, right? It goes Folklore, Evermore, Pottermore. Is that it? Pottermore's the first, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> the OG. Okay. Allie liked that one. So, <laughs> Harry takes in the majesty of this giant statue. He sees Ginny is laying at the, at the feet. And so, he runs to Ginny. And what does he do? He flung his wand aside. What? In, if you're in this situation. Whoa! Yes! <laughs> you're in a situation that you know that you're in imminent danger. And so what do you, and also what do we already know about how fragile wands are? You should never throw your wand. Right. What happened you with Ron's at- wand? Yeah, you've stared at Ron's wand for an entire year, and you're just like willy nilly tossing your wand around. (laughs) Fool! Get away from me, wand! Move! (laughs) It's just like why? Stupid! It's a really dumb move. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think there was a better way that that his wand could have been removed from his person by Riddle. I just, I'm like, or she could have just been like, he set it down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just the way that she, like he flung it aside. I was like, "Gee, okay." So he sees Ginny, and Ginny is unconscious, and he's like shaking her, and he's like, "Wake up, wake up!" And Tom walks out, and he's like, "She is not going to wake up." And Harry's like, "Tom Riddle, is that you?" Um, he's very confused. It's because, me. Yeah, because he's like. I'm t- I, I, who are you? What are you? And Tom says, I'm a memory, which is a very weird thing to say. And um, um, Harry, and Harry just accepts this. Yeah. Like, it's like, so okay. weird that he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're a memory. Yes. Okay, well, I need your help. Whatever you are, I need your help. We got to get Ginny out. And then he says, and Tom's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And Harry's like, 
we're in the Chamber of Secrets. And I just, it's very funny to me to see Harry talking down to someone as if Harry weren't the dumbest boy in school. Like, <sighs> he's like, he, he, it's like he's like looking around to the people who aren't there and are like, can you believe this guy? <laughs> We're in the Chamber of Secrets and he just wants to stand here and chat. Um, His, um... Jim from the office moment where he just looks dead yeah, at the yeah. camera. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. And so um Harry's like, "Okay, well what's going on here? I don't I don't follow." And Tom is like, "Don't you see? It's time for my monologue." And so he This is the longest speech I think I've ever read. Like I couldn't believe how long it was going on. He, so he just takes I believe moment. it. I believe it though because as much time as he takes, like the more powerful he gets. So that's why I believe that Tom Riddle himself would be just like blabbing and blabbing and telling Harry all of this because he's as he's standing there, he's getting more powerful and Ginny's getting weaker. So I do believe that coming from Tom Riddle. Do I believe that Harry would just sit here and like politely listen? No, my note is literally <laughs> fuck politeness, Harry. Have you heard of fuck politeness? Like, come on. I'm just like, at some point you have to be like, okay, cool. She is dying. Like, she's literally dying. Like, he hoisted her up at one point. I'm like, did he put her back down? Like, Tom starts talking and he's like, wait, wait, hold on. She's kind of heavy. So, like, let me put her back down real quick. Just one second. He just falls over with her. Like, he was was in the bindings in book one. On on 301 at the bottom of the page, it says, Harry lowered Ginny back onto the floor. Oh, okay. But, like, we... Okay, that's just the urgent. I'm missing the urgency, right? Like in an acting class, like that's a, a big note you would get as an actor. So Harry, I'm giving you that note, okay, as your drama coach that like, I mm-hmm. need more urgency. I don't believe absolutely. it. Well, and this would be absolutely different if if Harry were a modern day American teenager who has the attention span of like 30 seconds and doesn't care about interrupting someone. Like if he were if he were a teenager today, he would be like, yeah, I, 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 please shut up. I don't want to talk about, you know, he would just end it. Um, so Tom goes and he reveals everything. He says, here or Jenny has this diary. She spent all this time talking to me and complaining to me. And I charmed her. And as she poured her soul into the diary, I poured some of my soul into her. Don't you see? I've been, yeah, I know, Adam. It's it's disgusting. Grody. He's like, don't you see? I've been controlling her this whole time, and she was so scared. And, um, but finally, I was able to meet you, and you're the one that I wanted to meet the whole time. And Harry's like, why would you want to meet me? Good question, Harry. Why would anyone want to meet you? I have an issue with another line in here, and it really isn't <laughs> it isn't JK's fault, honestly. I, I rarely will say that, but it's a phrase that I've heard like many times before, and I just don't really like the phrase. Riddle laughed, a high, cold laugh that didn't suit him. That didn't suit him? Like, I don't like that phrase. It clearly does suit him because he's like a fucking parasite, and he's sucking the life out of Ginny. And is it saying... We could go even deeper into it because it's like, is it saying because he's like this like handsome, attractive young man, it like does the evil laugh doesn't suit him because then I'm like, that's even worse. And I just really don't like that phrase. It didn't suit him. I'm like, yes, it does. It does actually. 
I would say it's like the. I I didn't get bumped on like it suits him, but I did think no, she added that line. Very. It didn't bump me. I just don't like that saying. It's like it hmm. does suit him though because he's ev- he's evil. So I don't. I did think it was. I did think it was a good callback though to the dreams he's had of the whole high cold yeah. laugh. I thought that was smart. I wish she would say something like that instead, though. That it was like that was somehow familiar. Instead of, I just don't like it. I just don't like. I don't like that phrase because I'm like, no, it actually does reveal exactly who he is. That laugh. It's very fitting. <clears throat> but that's just how I feel about it. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Okay. I said everything I needed to say. Okay. Okay. Um so Tom is like, "Well, I wanted I wanted to gain your trust, so I told you this story about how I framed Hagrid." And he says that Hagrid tried to raise werewolf cubs under his bed. What is a werewolf <laughs> cub? Yeah, isn't it a human? A human so he, child? He, he raised little babies under his bed. Wait, what? Werewolf cubs. He are says were- He says, on the other hand, big blundering Hagrid in trouble every other week trying to raise werewolf cubs under his bed. Oh, I did, I must have like been skimming that part. Because I so was so it, I was like, God, we are really in the weeds on this backstory, aren't we? <laughs> is there a difference then between like a, a werewolf Can, like Fenrir who decides to just be a werewolf like all the time and then he mates with another female werewolf and then they literally have like baby werewolf puppies or they're not human at all like that that opens a whole other can of worms that I'm just like why didn't you just say like wolf puppies or just another animal I guess I read it as like he's being sarcastic Oh, I don't I think know. he is. I think he. Okay. We're supposed to actually believe that Hagrid was like raising little werewolf puppies, which I'm just like, J.K., you did not. It's just another you didn't think the shit through line. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then she says that he also would sneak off to the Forbidden Forest to wrestle trolls. Do you think he charged admission? <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, the centaurs were like placing bets. Do you think he set up a ring? And in this corner, Hagrid. I would, I would watch it to be honest. Well, no, I would watch it definitely. Hagrid fighting a troll. I don't think I'd watch it. Okay. I don't like wrestling. RJ's there though. Will you ask RJ, RJ will be there. Will, yeah. Will you ask RJ, 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 would you go to the Forbidden Forest and watch Hagrid uh, wrestle a troll? A mountain troll? Body slam! No? He's got he the said, chair! He said no. He said no? He said no. Okay, well then but, maybe there was uh, a market. You're go- in Hagrid's- the story is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That's the story, RJ. In Hagrid's defense, though, <sighs> RJ does typically prefer the female wrestlers to watch. That's so. true. The divas. Yeah. The divas. The divas. Um, so when Madame Maxime goes yeah, up... Yeah, when Madame Maxime <laughs> goes up against a troll... <laughs> A lady He's troll. He's there. Um, and so then he says, um, he's like, okay, well, so I framed Hagrid, but I knew I couldn't open the chamber again. So I preserved myself in a diary so that someone would find it 
in the future and um I could share the secret with them. Can you can you imagine being 16 years old and creating a horcrux? <laughs> Just like who I was at 16 and the idea of, no! of you know what I'm saying? I'd Just be like, like "Oh, this is too much work." <laughs> I don't, don't want to do it. Okay. So again, famously, I've only read like five, six, and seven once each. So I okay. don't really know. Do we get into like the specifics of how Horcruxes, like yeah. the actual magic that goes into creating a Horcrux? No, we, we know that he has to kill someone. So at 16, he already murdered someone. Well, I mean, I guess you could consider Myrtle. And his parents. Oh, his parents, yeah. He already killed them at 16? Why did I think it was I think after? So. I thought it was after he left Hogwarts. But maybe no, not. It was, it was one of the summers that he was... I can't remember which one, but... Um, but I think bouncing off that, Adam, it's like, okay, he's making Horcrux... Where is he doing this? Is he doing it in Hogwarts? Like, is he just making a Horcrux inside of Hogwarts? I guess yeah, I don't in the understand. chamber of secrets. He probably just goes down to the chamber and like fucks around down there. It just seems like I if I Some were... kids get Playboys and jerk off. Some kids <laughs> splinter their souls in half and create horcruxes. It is what it is. It just seems like if this t- because to me this is like as dark as magic gets. Like yeah. you, you know, you can't push the the bounds of evil past what a horcrux is. So to me, there would be something in in creating a Horcrux. To me, there would have to be like a noise or like in Hocus Pocus when you open the book and the light shines out. You know, it seems like there would be some side effects. Something or... felt throughout the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if it would be safe to do it at Hogwarts, but how could he be doing it outside of Hogwarts because he was underage and couldn't practice magic outside of school? So I'm thinking about the timeline now. So in in this book, when we see him, he's 15 or 16 at the time? He's 16. He's 16. He's, okay. He's in his fifth year. He's in his fifth year, but he's already turned 16. Yeah. But he okay. he says he preserves his sixteen year old. Yeah, so yeah. in later when we in uh, God, the what half- a horrible <laughs> age. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, I do not miss being that age at all. Um, when he goes back, or um, when we go into the pensive in Half Blood Prince, he's a fifth year. I'm pretty sure when he's talking to Horace Slughorn about how to make a horcrux so at this point while the chamber of secrets has been opened yeah i think he definitely has already killed either his dad or someone and grandparents yeah and great yeah his dad and grandparents just his whole muggle family and so i'm who's to say he didn't kill someone else but then yeah so maybe he did he maybe he created a horcrux over the summer and he wasn't even at the school like when he killed them, he made it then. But that's my thing is that if he was underage, so by the law, shouldn't of care, it? Yeah, like detect. it should have. It should have set off the alarms that he was doing underage magic, and it should and and because they know specifically at the beginning of this book, they know specifically that it was a levitation charm. So they they it should like set off the bells and whistles that an underage wizard is using dark magic to create a horcrux. I. I call bullshit on this whole yeah. thing. Yeah. 
No, that's a really I, good point. Is there a way that he could have made made the Horcrux technically later, but still imbued his sixteen year old self in the Horcrux? I think it's possible, but I, I just yeah. think we don't know enough. Yeah. Just the way that well, he it also the like, way that it's that he says it, I decided to leave behind a diary preserving my sixteen year old self. I to me that seems like he would have done it at that age. Yeah, but I guess he could have done it as an adult. Yeah. I it's hard though, be yeah. This is the why this is why I don't like that the diary is a horcrux. <laughs> I really don't think she intended it to be a horcrux, which is the problem. Like it that's that's a problem. It's a, a yeah. part of the problem. This book, I just think she like went she wasn't thinking <laughs> far uh far ahead at all when she did this book and it really shows. Like even in the third book, we yeah. start to kind of be like, oh, okay. Like you can look at things in the third book and connect it, you know, back to, well, maybe not scabbers so much, but. So he talks about, he's like, you know, I wanted, I wanted to meet you and to figure out how it was that you defeated Voldemort. And he says, but here's what I don't understand is that he says, how is it that you, a skinny boy with no extraordinary magical talent? Okay. I don't disagree with him here, but here's the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Because he just, not a page previous, he was talking about how it took it took uh, brains and power for him to discover the Chamber of Secrets and, and find its secret entrance. Harry has just done that. So yeah. it either takes brains and power or it doesn't. You can't oh. have it both ways. I thought you yeah. were going to say he literally, it, maybe it's after this, but he goes on to talk about how similar he and Harry are. So yes. I'm like, you're basically like trash talking him, but then you later are like, yeah, and we're just alike. <laughs> and he also says they look like each other. And I was like, yes, I'm like dark hair. That's yeah. about it. I don't That's know what color. Um, we're both white, maybe, I guess. Maybe, yeah, you're both white and have you dark hair. Have British accent. <laughs> So uh, both this, orphans, sure, I'll give him that. But raised by muggles, but I'm like, did he have green eyes before? Like, what? I don't understand. You have to specify that, then, Joe. Like, that's a weird. I don't know. She's weird. <laughs> so, Fucking turf. <laughs> now we get to something that I think about frequently, which is the anagram, because <laughs> he reveals. Yes, let's so Tom, talk about this. Tom reveals that he is Lord Voldemort, and he he. Instead of getting a chalkboard, he just writes the the letters in the air. I he wheels I, I wish I Tom wish he wheeled out a chalkboard. Tom Riddle goes back behind the the, the statue of Salazar Slytherin to wheel out a chalkboard, a dry erase like, board. I I always Tom have Riddle one is handy. Katie Porter and her whiteboard in Congress, <laughs> and she's like, "Look at these numbers. What does this number say? This Can is says, this I says? am Katie Katie Porter." So <laughs> explain this to me. Can you explain he, this right here? He magic the letters Tom Marvola Riddle and then to mm-hmm. rearrange to oh. say, I am Lord Voldemort. <sighs> now, here, here's the thing that I want to say that I think about frequently. Okay. Do you think that the root of Lord Voldemort's wrath is that he couldn't give himself a title higher than Lord? Do you think uh, that because he could not give himself the title of prince or king, that he was very bitter? Emperor. Do you think he I spent don't know. a lot of? I think he must have spent a lot of time really regretting that he couldn't be anything more <laughs> on the board. 
<laughs> just like never can never let it go. Yes. I just think it's funny because I'm I'm trying to picture. She so she knew his name was Lord Voldemort. So then I wanna I I wanna figure out how Joe if Joe got if Joe knew Tom Riddle before she knew Lord Voldemort. No, I'm assuming she knew no Lord Voldemort for, first. Yeah. That's why and then it figured is, out Tom I Riddle, am. and that's why Marvolo is like the weirdest name that no one's ever heard of because she's like I gotta I gotta throw letters together at this I point. Need guys. A v. I had to add I am like yeah I remember so I remember when I first read this I got out a piece of paper did you do it and I did it and you know I crossed out the letters and but even at the age I was when I read this which I can't I mean I must have been like eight or nine young I remember even then I was like it seems kind of like it's cheating to use I am yeah. I felt like it kind of wasn't a true anagram because it wasn't just Lord Voldemort. I was like, I kind of feel like having I am in there, it's like, you didn't really do it. Yeah, you didn't really try. Well, that's his whole thing. He doesn't really try. Right. Um, So he reveals himself to be Lord Voldemort. And, and, then, and then the craziest thing that he says is that he had already started having his friends call him that. Yeah. yeah. Can you also imagine, like, how do you think that conversation went? Be like, call me Lord Voldemort. And they'd be like, <laughs> why that? And be like, no, no, no. It's an anagram of my name. Here, let me show you. Wheels out the chalkboard. That's chalk a weird board. thing. And I, yeah, exactly. He's like, I always have one handy. And I I just, I, I don't think that you can give yourself a nickname. I'm sorry. No. I just, I don't think if no, I had a friend. Or tell that, people to, it's weird. If I had a friend that was like, Call me uh, Fish Monster. I would be like, I'm not calling you Fish Monster. <laughs> Call me Fish Monster. <laughs> I would be like, no, I'm not calling you that. That's not your name. And I hate Well, and also, like, it's it's based on, like, more is, like, death. I don't remember what the vol- the beginning part is, what it's pulled from. Well, I guess, Her I ass- mean, Allie... Allie and I are the only ones that have lived like a significant amount of our life by going by a nickname rather than like our full name. So like, w- did you start going by Allie because that was what your family was calling you? Um, I don't know. I, re- because I remember when I was in like first grade, I was like, call me Allison. And then I think once I got to second, grade, once I got to like second and third grade, I was like, no, 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 call me Allie. But I don't know why I, preferred it like I can't re- because it was preferred so long Allie ago, to I Allison can't, I can't remember what the decision was but I know now I mean I don't use Allison because I just don't think it suits me hmm. yeah because I only started going by Ari because in sixth grade you guys started calling me that and then I went by that until like after college and then after college I started introducing myself as Ariana more yeah I guess I was just shocked that so we had then there's no like our whole thing this whole time was like maybe just the wizarding public doesn't know that Tom Riddle is Lord Voldemort. But I was like, if he was already having people call him that in school yeah. and we know that nobody <laughs> is able to whisper in Hogwarts because it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not allowed on school grounds. I'm sorry. There had to have been a biography done about lord voldemort after he what disappeared someone was like okay it's my chance i get to write this this 
what is it? Like you're telling me that Rita Skeeter did not write the unauthorized biography of Lord Voldemort. Yeah, there's no way going back and because people would say, oh, I knew him in school or I knew him back, you know, when he was going by Tom Riddle still. Like, yeah, that's what they all say about like serial killers and stuff. Yeah. Like, is there like, they talk to the people I, from that's their That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That like so many people would come forward and say like, yeah, I knew this person back when. But if I knew a serial killer, like I would not offer up that information. You know what I'm saying? If the news was like, like I wouldn't like be like, oh yeah, I knew him. I wouldn't. Oh, I would. I was going <laughs> to oh, say, no, I, I think I would if they were a fucking weirdo. So Tom does the big reveal. He's like, uh, honey, I am Lord Voldemort. And Harry's like, what? How? how? How could this be? How did this happen? And Tom is like, you know, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest wizard in the world. And Harry's like, bitch, no, that's Dumbledore. And everybody knows it. Um, and so then, um, then all of a sudden, music comes from somewhere and what happens but fox enters the chamber of secrets with the sorting hat where did this bird come from where did this bird come from where did this bird come from because we are to assume at this point that there is only one way into this goddamn chamber and ron later we find out is like where did that bird come from (laughs) yeah so if it didn't come from there where did you come from remember remember that that uh fox can like apparate though Really? Yeah. Yes. But I I also will say, I did think of that, but it's like, well, then where the fuck did the music come from? They make it sound like he's entering from far away. He apparated apparated, like into the little antechamber and was like, hello, I would like to (laughs) go. Yeah. He actually spoke to the receptionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He spoke to her and then was like, she was like, here's your cue. And he was like. (laughs) (laughs) The nightingale of Simarcade. Seven, eight. <laughs> yeah. And a one. And a two. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Tom, Tom is like, this is all that you, Dumbledore has sent for you, a bird and a hat. And um <laughs> What says, a burn. What a burn, Riddle. Why and- is Tom so stupid in this? Like, here's my thing is like, we're supposed to be. We are genuinely supposed to believe that Lord Voldemort is like very knowledgeable and very powerful. That's how he became right. so powerful is that he was genuinely very smart and cunning. Yeah. Um, and I'm to believe that his first thought wasn't like the basic properties of phoenixes, which is like one of them has healing powers with its eyes. Like you huh? open a book and that's yeah. like the first thing you read. Yeah. So... Tom Tom is like kind of, you know, making fun of him. He's like, this is all that you have. And um, it says right here, it looked bad, all right. <laughs> like the understatement of yep, the century. Just look bad. And so <laughs> Harry is kind of unsure what to do. He's like, I don't think that I can take Tom with the supplies that I've been given. So he just resorts to petty insults. He's just like, you're ugly, you're foul, you're a wreck, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I know what you look like now, and you have not aged well, honey. You're a wreck, bitch. (laughs) 
You're a disgrace. You're a mess. We all <laughs> laugh at you. You beast. Did you call me a beast? Um, and so, so Tom is actually very offended by these insults. And so he says, you know what? I tried to play nice with you, but now I'm going to set a gigantic serpent against you. So he's like, I'm going to call it. So he calls the serpent, the basilisk, which enters from the mouth of giant Salazar Slytherin. And this is my thing. It slithered up from its depths. This is a statue where the mouth is like elevated off the floor. It's not like in the movie where it's just the mouth is right there. Harry or Tom, neither of them would be able to see a snake slithering up from above. I was like, what? No. You can say a snake came out of his mouth, but like well, slithering and- up from the depths. You can't see it. You can't and- see where it's coming from. Now, all of a sudden, we can hear him moving. Thank you. <laughs> and now he's loud as hell. Well, actually, um, it, it was traveling in the pipes, but what you didn't know is on Pottermore, she clarifies that the pipes were redone in 1990, just a couple years Sound before. Proof. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. were they're actually strong PVC pipes, and they're really Insula- great. They're insulated. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so here's what I don't understand about all of this. Why can't Harry just speak to the snake and be like, hey, man, don't kill me? They clear that up in the film. They address that in the film. Yeah, he goes, "It, I'm its master now. Like, it'll only listen to me. There's no use trying to speak to it now. You'll see. It's something like okay. that. You'll well, see. It just seems like I earlier, still would try. Uh, yeah, right, because <laughs> hey. earlier, earlier that, in the book, we've shown that if you talk to a snake, it immediately becomes your lifelong companion. Yeah. And as, as obedient as a dog. Yeah. Try it. Try, try, try. Try it. Just try it, out. try it out. What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't listen? Fine, but at least you've tried. Exactly. Yeah, now, Harry, you didn't even try. The worst he'll do is eat you. So. <laughs> You're going to get eaten either way, so yeah, either you yeah. try or you don't. Yeah. Hey. Hey, man. I'm a parcel tongue, too. It's cool. Hey. Hey, technically, I'm a parcel tongue. Because I have a bit of uh, I have a bit of Voldemort in me. You don't know that yet. Nobody really does. But man, let's just give it a chill shot, out, bro. Just chill out, brother. <laughs> just a couple of horcruxes hanging out down here together. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to my channel. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to my channel. Right now, there is a basilisk behind me. Let's let's see if I can talk to it. Oh, it's not working. Okay, let's go. Everyone, close your eyes. <laughs> run, run with your eyes closed. Um, the basilisk would do very well in a podcast format because um, it's not a it's not a visual medium. So, you know, it would Where do would very it put well. Its headphones. It's little, it doesn't need to listen. It just ears. needs to talk. Okay. They have ears on the side of their head, though. Snakes okay. do. It's so. just going to have a very niche audience because it would only be parcel tongues with the only people who could listen. Yeah. And they'd be so, like, oh, wow. So Harry Good and Voldemort. <laughs> it's the same thoughts as Joe Rogan, surprisingly, the basilisk. <laughs> it is Anti-COVID. Joe Rogan in snake, snake yeah. form. <laughs> COVID truther. 
I don't know. Is John Coventry? I don't know anything about him other than close enough. I would assume. Um, This is an episode of Fear Factor. He's, you know, Harry beats the basilisk, and and Joe Rogan is like, obviously, fear is not a factor for you. (laughs) Um, So you didn't even try to talk to the snake. (laughs) The snake makes its entrance, and Harry does his stupid thing of, I'm going to shut my eyes. But then all of a sudden, he realizes that something's going on, and it's Fox attacking the snake's eyes, but also singing while he does that. What a ruthless way to attack someone, to be like, ah, and then bam. I'm not even losing breath control yes. while I'm doing this, honey. I am supported. I am using my diaphragm. Wait, but let's think about that actually for a second, because a bird has to open its mouth to sing, so really what it would look like is, Oh, I thought it was using its it no. uses its beak. To any bird, if it's singing, its mouth has to be open. No. Well, it could have been. Oh, using it's using its, its talons, though. No, that's what it's I the thought. Beak. I thought it was it's using its talons. Oh, okay, okay. I was imagining him. Pe- I think because in the movie he like pecks out his eyes. I think you but know. Yes, I think that makes more one. sense. It does say his long. <laughs> All of the above. Sink out of that's sight, great. He's so. like humming as if watch, like singing as if like washing dishes, but he's Whistle like viciously, viciously clawing out. Put on that grin and start right into whistle loud and long. So Tom is like yelling at the snake, which is very funny. And he's like, stop, like, don't stop paying attention to the bird. You got to kill the human. And Harry um, gets hold of the hat and he doesn't know what to do. So he puts the hat on. And when he puts the hat on, a gigantic saber Falls onto his head. Well, no. Okay, well, I just want to <clears throat> specify before this. He just calls help me to the air, which I believe is technically the first time Harry has ever asked for help asked in a real way. <laughs> yeah. And then the snake, because its tail was like twitching, it like threw the hat at him. And if we're really like, of all the things you could do in order to beat the situation you're in, and you have the power of parcel tongue that you have not used, or you have the ability to put this hat on your head that's just going to tell you, as far as you know, it's just going to tell you which house you belong in. I don't think the one I'm going with is the hat. I will say that. And don't you think, don't you think that he would be so, I told you so, in this situation? He'd be like, oh. see, you're, you're fighting a snake. What did I say? You would have done well in Slytherin, in Slytherin. Harry. What <laughs> now you know why you said need? that. <laughs> This oh, was exactly so why I said that. Um, um. Well, my question is, okay, so then Dumbledore leaves Hogwarts unbothered. Bewitched, unbothered, and bewildered. He left. <laughs> so, like, I'm trying to give him some credit here. So he, in his mind, is like, okay, Fox is going to stay here. And he has the sword. He, I'm, Fox, <laughs> if I leave. Mm-hmm. That's exa- <laughs> Ari, that is exactly what happened. If I yes, leave, this was what Allie was arguing. This was this the plan. Hat. Yeah. So, Fox, if I leave, you need to carry this hat, um, apparate down to the receptionist outside of the Chamber of Secrets. When do then we find out that this bird cue. can apparate? When do we find this out? He like dis- um, Dumbledore and him like disappeared together at some point. Where he just like like leaves. Dumbledore like basically tells Fox to do something and he just like disappears. 
Great. <clears throat> um, he tells Fox to have the sorting hat. Is it because he knows that he is hidden Gryffindor's sword in the sorting hat at this point? That's uh, Dumbledore himself has hidden it in the hat. How does one hot? Okay. I mean, there's no way any of us have the answer, but right. just like, how is this hat in this? How is this sword in this hat? Well, also, you know, he's, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's so a real we- mirror of Erised situation again. Like I'm- it's the exact same thing exactly the same as last book again yeah. where it's just like oh you interact with this object and all of a sudden it's suddenly revealed to you because you were the true one who needed yeah, it revealed yeah. to you you are pure of heart you're a real Joe, Gryffindor get new tropes well that's so that so I think the sword was hidden at some point during this semester so that's like and then obviously when it comes out of the hat and Harry uses it, then Dumbledore just like displays it on the wall. So I'm like, was it even Dumbledore? Like, did Godric Gryffindor somehow put that sword in the hat? Like, it, it, that's it just is so weird. Like, I don't understand. And and I and then I'm like, it was Snape somehow involved? Like, was Dumbledore, you know, did Dumbledore pull Snape aside and was like, Cause it look, was- if I get removed, you need to keep an eye. Because Snape doesn't do shit in this book. So it's like. Who was who else was informed of like what was going on? It, there's just like a piece missing that I'm like, what? Come on. Because um, it was Gryffindor's hat. Yeah, it was Godric Gryffindor's hat. OK. We don't know and we never will. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So um, he gets the sword and Tom is like, honey, smell him. Smell the boy. Use your nose, honey. And um, so the basilisk comes after him. It lunges at Harry, and Harry's like, okay, here we go. And he puts the sword, and the snake lunges right onto the sword, and it goes, do you think that would have killed him if it just went through his mouth? Do you think he really got its brain? Um, If the snake's know if brain... Board. If the snake's brain is above the roof of its mouth, I can look it up. But yeah, that would make sense. I I mean, I don't know if I'm on board. But um, so he. It all happens so fast in the book and it takes so long in the movie. It does. Um, Because we go immediately from like the basilisk dies to like he puts the fang in the diary in like half a page and it's just all over. And I was like, wow, we just. We monologued and then we did a thing for 30 seconds and now we're done. Um, so it would in- it, it would go straight into the brain, by the way. Okay. If it was the roof okay. of his mouth. So yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, so in in um running the basilisk through with this giant sword, Harry accidentally gets a fang in his arm. And so the basilisk is dead, but then Harry is starting to die too. And Tom Riddle comes to him and says, I'm going to sit here and watch you die, Harry Potter. Why doesn't he just Avada Kedavra him? Bone, bone chilling. His ego, his ego is too it's involved true. in this. And that's just yeah. the classic downfall of every villain. Every super villain, every evil villain. Hubris. It's just Harry their is, ego. is dying and Voldemort is still sitting there taunting him. Ooh. Yeah, he's... Evil. evil. Ooh. That and then like Spooky. how he's talk how he talks about like sucking the life out of Ginny is very gross. 
Hot? I said gross. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tomato potato. You know what I mean? This is an 11-year-old girl, Adam. Be careful what you're making Her jokes about. force. <laughs> okay. Um, and so Fox starts crying into the wound, and we... <laughs> We, we're like, oh, he has. Oh, he has his. Can you imagine though? How great would it have been if Fox didn't cry and we had we had gotten rid of two Horcruxes one go. In book two. Yeah. Then we no. could have finished the book so much quicker. Right. No. <laughs> because technically, does that <laughs> wait? Hold on. Would Harry have? died himself or would just the horcrux part of harry had died i think it would have been the horcrux so then harry would have just been like so so really the villain of the story is fox because it saves the horcrux Mm -hmm. no i don't think even if the well first off hold on the basilisk venom should have destroyed the horcrux but it didn't because he didn't fully die I feel like that's very convoluted, though, because it destroys the like this is where I'm like, JK, you weren't even thinking. No, let's get into let's get into how venom works in snakes, because I I looked this up. Yeah. So he I'm going to take over for just a second, Allie. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to mute you. (laughs) I'm going to mute you. Okay, well, I'm going to walk out of the room. Um. So She's fast like, forward get a just like a little bit, like Damn. three three paragraphs, if even that. He realizes he can put the fang that was in his arm previously in the diary, and that's how he destroys the Horcrux. Yeah. Okay. So snakes' fangs are hollow on the inside, and they are attached to their venomous sac, which is like yeah. above their mouth. So when they bite something, they're like. Um, muscles contract and then they like put the venom through (laughs) into the skin right how is this fang putting venom into this book or are we just supposed to assume that the the bone of the bone of the snake itself is what is destroying the horcrux yes the the magic yeah it's magic but then that's what i'm saying so then the bone in Harry's bloodstream should somehow destroy the Horcrux. Like, this is where I just start to be like, hold on. It wasn't a complete death, though. He didn't see, he didn't, he didn't go to King's Cross. He didn't go to King's Cross, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't at King's Cross, so he can't die. But like, just the fact that if it, I am, what, what the point I am trying to make, if that bone, like, go goes into the diary and destroys the diary by all accounts it should have destroyed the horcrux inside of harry if Especially not even it does more it. so because of the venom directly going into harry it it's so. so fast when he does it in the book like it's literally like in the movie it takes a while yeah but he in the book he's just like boop and then he rides around yeah. and then he's gone yeah um no i agree and this is another great example of you can read this with a critical eye and then realize that joe had not figured out some yeah, of the stuff the that Horcrux. had to come later yeah which is no. fine in actuality that's fine like i have i don't i don't begrudge her for not having seven massive volumes like planned out to the t in advance i get it 
She also could have just not made it a Horcrux. That's the other thing yeah. too. Is she was like so committed to there being seven, but didn't felt it felt like she was like, well, I can just say that one's already taken. Yeah, it was a short. It was a shortcut. It was a way for her to be like, oh, okay, well, I'll just say that was one, and then we're you know we're already done with one. It's like, yeah. I will be honest. This of all of the things like in the books, the the fact that the Horcrux was not destroyed by this, I that. To, for for me personally that one doesn't bother me as much because yeah. in my, like in my mind i'm like okay he didn't really die he didn't really die like so, to, so i understand why other people are like you know ari i get what you're saying but for for me personally yeah. i just i don't mind it as much as like other things that happen that i'm like what the fuck right um well i think the fact that fox does cry into his arm yeah you're just supposed to believe oh okay but then like don't want to get too far ahead, but then I'm like, how could Fox's magical tears not cure like the curse that was on Dumbledore's hand or stuff like that? Where I'm just like, th- there's certain things where it's just like, oh no, but that doesn't work. But the the Phoenix tears don't work on this specifically, and like like I said, that's you know moving ahead to something that happens later, so we don't have to get into that. But there's just a couple of things that I'm like, uh, okay, but yes, I mean the fact that Fox does cry on his arm, I'm like sure. It's more of the fact that, yes, what the point that Adam made of, like, the venom is already out, so we're just supposed to believe it's the bone crushing the... Because that it that has to be it. It has to just be the magic of the bone in, in the... The magic of the bone. I will, be, Which, I will be honest with you. What bothers me more in this moment is that when Harry is, I guess, like, restored to full strength and Tom is like, oh, we're going to have to do this the hard way, how does Fox know to bring him the diary? That's what bothers me. He can sense it. He knows. I, I, that part I just don't get. But if Fox Ma- can magic. sense that it's it's a Horcrux, then like Fox should also be like, Harry, Harry get away from me. I don't want to save you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. something evil going on in there. Um, yeah. Can you it, imagine what a whole- gag, though? If Harry had died in this book and then like the Horcrux part, had, I mean, I don't know how she would have ended the series because it would not have been as satisfying, but like what a gag if she had actually known this far in advance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Harry takes the, the fang that was in his arm. He puts it in the book. The book is destroyed. Riddle disappears. And then Ginny just like wakes up and there seems to be no residual effects of her having her soul literally sucked from her. She just is like, like woke up from a nap and she's like, Oh my gosh, what happened? What? Mom and dad. Maybe on the inside, she's like, but she's just so panicked. It's like adrenaline kicks in. Adrenaline. I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me. I was like, what the the fuck? She just gets up and walks away from it. And it's just like, fine. Um, so Harry's like, it's okay, Jenny. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Um, so they they leave the chamber and they they find Ron and he's like, Ron, Jenny's okay. And Ron's like, yes. Um, can you imagine being Ron in this moment? Like you've been waiting for like forty minutes. Your best friend comes. You're twelve. Your best friend comes around the corner with your sister who's alive. He also has the sorting hat. A random bird and a sword. A bloody sword. Yes. And you're just like, hold on. Wait. <laughs> like, 
I would literally be like, you have to tell me something. Like, yes, let's get out of here. You're right. But like, and Lockhart is like cuckoo bananas behind you. Like you dead. I would have. It's just like. <sighs> I would have brought what? the fang of the basilisk as well, just so I could have it with me. <laughs> Make it a necklace. So then we could use it on all the other. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. Horcruxes down the road. I should take the, this. This seems like something important. I should take. Yeah, that it's a little weird that he's like, let me take the diary, but I'll leave the tooth. Yeah. I feel like I'd be like, and I destroyed it with this. This Just tooth. evidence. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case somebody tries to tell me I did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, this is what I use. This is the mode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they get through, and it's revealed that Gilderoy has completely lost his memory because the, the charm backfired. He doesn't know who he is, where he is. Which is one of on. my favorite bits in the entire series. Lockhart... Re- his memory charm rebounding onto himself and him just being so pleasantly surprised with his surroundings is funny to me every time. It's so here? funny. Yeah. Oh, this is an odd sort of place. Do you live here? No. Um. <laughs> and so then they're like, well, how do we get out? And Fox is like, I'm here. Grab <laughs> hold of my tail. So they grab hold. The grand of- finale. They grab hold of Fox's tail, which for some reason is like hot. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Fox flies up the tunnel and they end up back in Myrtle's bathroom. And um, she's kind of disappointed that they're alive. Um, which. I don't blame her. Yeah, I she's don't got blame a lonely her. I life. I wouldn't want to be the only kid that's been killed because of this goddamn basilisk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The and only then, child ghost at Hogwarts. That sounds so boring. Awful. Terrible. And so then they're like, oh, well, we're now. And then Fox leads them down the hall to McGonagall's office. And they, they knock on the door. Well, that wraps up this chapter. Next week, we'll be reading chapter 18 called Dobby's Reward, the final chapter of the book. Yay. <laughs> so relieved. Um, this week, our review in the Daily Prophet comes from middle-aged Potter fan. Title is Laugh Out Loud. LOL. I just found these three last week and can't stop listening. Hysterical insights and teaching me secrets I never knew. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, very kind of you to say. Love to, love yeah. to reveal the secrets. Um, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can get a perfect newt score. Five stars only, or else your skeleton will be left in the chamber forever. Oh my god. Thank you. Yikes. <laughs> I actually wrote one this week. <laughs> um, uh, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at HBAnxious, uh, Instagram at HBAnxious, and on YouTube, if you search um, Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, you'll see the video version of our previously ons that I work on and put a lot of effort into, so please go look at them. <laughs> we are hosted on Anchor, so thank you to them, and are a proud member of the Ampliverse. Check them out at theampliverse.com. Thank you, Allie, and thank you, Ari. And as always, Anyo, 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 Anyo. And as always, Bangtan. <laughs> no. No. Hello, we are BTS. BTS. Okay, Docs, bye.
Voices. Building worlds. The Ampliverse.